You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Pacers podcast. My name is Adam Friedman, as always, one of the hosts of this lovely show. And joining me for our one-time-a-week podcast that was supposed to be every Monday, was on a Thursday last week, but whatever, uh, is Mr. Tony East, the man who uh, did not get duped by a bunch of K-pop stars into supposedly having a million people fill the arena that he was speaking at. No, no, I did not. I do not fill arenas, but no, I also did not get duped by K-pop stars. Did you? Did you? Did you follow that at all? What, what, apparently, there were a bunch of like. Uh, I did from TikTok to K-pop to yeah, full stadium. Yeah, that's pretty For crazy. One, the first time, and remember, I, I am kind. Of, I'm, I'm, I'm the next generation after millennial. It's the first time I felt proud of the people under 20, Gen Z, man. 23. Because usually it's just a, it, they don't accomplish a lot. But this is this the big accomplishment to troll a presidential campaign. That's that that takes a lot. I, go, I love a good troll, Adam. Uh, but you know what's not a good troll is that Victor Oladipo is considering not playing. Oh, that's a that was a, a forced look at that transition. transition. Forced transition, hard. Forced they pay me the big bucks. <laughs> uh, yeah. So real quick on this podcast, we're going to do basically three talk about three things. Um, Vix, the news about Victor Oladipo, which we'll tell you about in a second. Um, Justin Holiday, whether he will play or not in the Orlando bubble, and then what we'll, our expectations for the uh, for the bubble games, I guess. Um, so let's start with Vic. It was reported. It yeah, it was reported when I said when I is it reported by Woj first or Shams first? You should. Woj was on it. Okay, Woj talked about it first. Um, Vic basically is going to ramp up activity starting. I listened to this this week yep. uh, to evaluate whether he can play on his um, repaired torn quad tendon. Um, we weren't so last time we saw Vic play. It looked like what he played the most minutes he had played all season. Right, he played twenty five to twenty eight. I want to say. Yes, the three games before the break. Sorry, I just burped right before I talked. They were, A, his best three games of the season, and B, three of his four biggest minute games of the season, or three of his five biggest minute games of the season. Yeah, and I remember the last game was the first time he – I think he played like eight or nine straight minutes against the, the Celtics, the Celtics, right? Something like that. The where Celtics he, was his most minutes played in a game this season, I think, by one second. Yeah, well, he – I remember that in that fourth quarter, he played a lot of minutes straight because he was playing – Really well. Was really well. And yeah. if he had hit that three, that would have sealed it. He would have actually played less minutes. Right. But uh, so if we're trying to put ourselves in Vic's shoes, this, I think this makes a ton of sense, right? So what he, the quote to Woj was from Depot was he, he knows there's risk because this is such a unique injury. You know, he tried to ramp – he can't ramp up fast with something like this, and he's been on for so long. So it makes sense for him from that standpoint. One, from a re-injury standpoint, basically, since his career – and two, he's in a contract year next year, right? So, like we talked about Justin Holiday last week, and we totally will again today now that our random musings actually turned out to be true, is like, do these guys in Depot and Holiday's shoes, and Justin Holiday's a free agent this summer, Depot next summer, but still, because of their unique situation, do they stand to gain or lose more money by going? And for Vic, if he gets hurt or he ramps up and just isn't good, you know, for him it could be uh, big for his financial situation wherever he ends up long term so and it could make his knee worse so it makes a lot of sense in his perspective to be thinking this way i if he played bad for what they've ended up playing what's that max 15 16 games he plays bad or right i mean correct right. yep right if he plays bad they're not winning a first round series um, absolutely that, they might not win a first round game if he plays bad. yeah i mean so i'm just i don't i don't know if that sets him back heading into a contract year right i i you know, like if he's gonna play bad this time, what is, is he gonna? Oh, play I bad? totally think it changes the discourse around him if he plays no. really bad because 
we can, right now we've been saying for three months, oh, look, he was ramping into form. He looked pretty good in the last three games, blah, blah, blah. Yep. If he just sucks these games, instead the offseason will be like, well, Vic was pretty bad this year. Yeah, but if he plays bad in those six games, is he going to play better when the season starts next year anyway? Like, isn't it gonna yeah, be, that, that's – Isn't it sort of like an indicator that he's just not as good as he's going to be anyways? Like, it was never going to get that level? Because, because right? the, reason he, the reason he wouldn't play, based off what I just said, would be he thinks that playing will make him worse in his contract. You're right. And that's so, Yeah, I think insane. it's more to do with a potential re-injury. I don't think – I agree. Worried, because, because if he's going to play – first of all, if he plays bad that 16 games, he's not getting a new contract before the season starts anyways. So, he gets 60 games next year, however many they end up playing. Maybe they play all 82, whatever to rebuild himself, right? Like, yeah. this this year, no matter what he how he played, was just about did he show some signs? And I think even before this whole thing, he showed signs of life that right. gonna, there's a benefit sure. of doubt there that when he comes back next year, he has to actually prove himself, but there's that hope that he can just make it back. Where I think the biggest concern is what has he been able to do during these three months off? Um, has, he had, has he had access to the facility the way he needs to, to, to condition, to get his knee back? Because I think the biggest issue really looked for him was conditioning shape, right? He, yeah, towards the end of this, the, the season, the first part of the season, he was playing better. He had found more of a flow, but he looked like he was tired. He got really gassed the last couple of games, especially. And so it's about, does he have the conditioning shape? What has he been doing? Um, you would hope in these three months, because really, I mean, a guy with $21 million a year in salary could probably find a place to work out in, in isolation every day, right? You he had a gym he could go to, and he had, work, like, workout equipment in his garage. He told us that on the, his media call right? in and, uh, yeah. April. And I imagine most of these guys are basically living with their trainers in a sense. That right? even adds more credence to your um, re-injury thought because if he has really been working out, right, he's got to be in shape. Exactly. Like, so, I mean – Ready to go. I yeah. think I think with him, this is more of a cautionary thing. I mean, sure. I, I I don't want to call this like some kind of I like think a, playing bad. I think might have been a misguided opinion for me just now. <laughs> I'm just glad I. <laughs> I mean, put me in my place effectively. Well, no, I, I think this article in a sense was just is Vic tempering expectations, saying I need to make sure my knee is okay, because maybe something happened in these three months we don't know about. I mean, who knows, right? Maybe there's been some setback. You know, maybe he injured another part of his. You know, things that happen. When you have an injury, uh, other issues, right? He hurt his hip last time. Right. He's playing earlier this year. Maybe. So I think it's just he wants – and to be honest, I think worst-case scenario is he says he's not ready to go full out but still shows up and plays 10 or – like, I don't think there's any harm in him showing up and playing 10 or 15 minutes a game and just getting, again, back into, like, flow. I mean, Even he, 24 minutes a game, right? if, like, you know, the right that, minutes is fine. He doesn't have to play – like, like, there's nothing that says he has to play 35 minutes a game or even 30 minutes a game when he comes back. He just has to play enough where, it, where he can get back and – you know, he needed to get back in game shape anyway, so it'd be good just to play games, whether it's against um, this kind of weird competition there's going to be or whether it's, you know, in a, a normal situation. He just needed games under his yeah. belt to kind of build that the chemistry back up. And, look, this is pretty wild. I've, I've always thought that this is kind of crazy. Even with his weird rotation spot and his weird minutes distribution, you know, they play Dallas, Toronto twice, Dallas again, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Boston, uh, Portland with Vic, and they won more games than they lost with him this season. They were 7-6. and six. Like, even with him – not awesome and not in a cemented spot they were fine so even if he's just like a little healthier than that but they still keep his minutes down to avoid re-injury he's still going to be helpful yeah and that and that's I think the point is unless there's some red flag of like right. if he plays minutes he's gonna get hurt again i mean and i and i almost assume that he has some insurance policy against a future contract already right the pacers did against his deal yeah well, I'm, reported that a while and i'm sure i'm sure he does too because he's looking at right i mean you, you tell me, what's the five-year max if he has a fantastic next year? Five for uh, one? I, well, actually, it depends because the cap might fall, so I can't give you a great number there. Okay, so what would have been before the cap fall? 
Something like five for 180. 180. Okay. So it's worst case, it's five for 130 if the cap falls by a ton. A ton. Yeah. Right. That's a third. It'll be higher than 130. So it's somewhere between 130 and 180. So that's a lot. That's a lot of fucking money. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Sorry. It's a lot of bleeping money. No, now that he's been hurt, it's not going to happen that high. But still, you get the idea. Yeah. The Patriots will beat any offering their team has. I don't think we have to worry about that. But uh, no, but he, there's a rightful reason to be concerned that if he has another distant injury, it. He never sees oh, that. Sorry, I'll never be good again. Yep. Right. He, he doesn't want to have the Isaiah Thomas thing. I think that's the biggest fear. And that's why I'm, oh. I'm I, but I do think he must have some comments. He's going to get back. Cause he didn't spread in the page off for him some smaller extension at some point. Didn't yep. he, so he could, well, he's going to yeah, get back. Ian reporting was four for 80. Just like, that's basically like a, just in case, you know, if you want Well, to no, but if he's concerned about Ranger, you just take that deal. You know, or you take some version of that. Maybe you can get two for 40, right? You take yep. something to get with a, with a player option in the second yep. year, something like that. I mean, there's, there's ways he could have insured himself in case something crazy happened to him. Um, so clearly I think he thinks he's going to get back to some level where he's going to get a max. And I don't know if he'll be at like, like he will, he'll get overpaid no matter what, because he's, if he wants to, he's a star and the people need to keep their star. 28 player. coming off a big injury, hundred percent. He's getting overpaid. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he's the, well, yeah, I mean, he's got to, but I think the Pacers would be smart to overpay him. Yeah. Cause they need it. They need, I mean, we'll get to that in the future. Well, like, there's no, the, heat ramp, the heat ramper, the heat rampers, the heat rumors are ramping up right now because the Heat know he's extension eligible, so they want him to not sign it. But the Pacers, on the other hand, are like, hey, if you play good, we'll give you a bunch of money. So he's got to think about all this stuff at the same time as he's thinking about his injuries. Yeah, and I think at the same time, you you can't afford to lose the asset off me for nothing, right? I mean, right. even if he's on a, a terrible contract, he's still a tradable asset, especially if he's considered a superstar or, let's say, the third level of a superstar. I think, like, uh, legit two years ago today, he was an all-NBA player. Like, we're talking about Victor Oladipo here, you know? A lot has happened, obviously, but still. Yeah, and and I, I think at the like at the worst is right. He could be traded to somebody for, for as the third the third guy. I mean, I don't, it wouldn't be a ton of value, but he's better than having no value for him. And right, and, and the, unless, unless the, I mean, the cap dynamics change, you'd probably benefit because because right, the cap could do this little V shape thing, right, where it drops one year and spikes back up the next year. Correct, that everything goes yep. like normal next year, or it might take two years. So they end up with this guy. A drop like, this year and a spike the following year would actually help the Heat a ton. So that would be bad for the Pacers. Well, I don't think it's going to spike. For, I think we're going to have two-year effect, right? Because next I also year, think that. We'll have a shorter season next year, too. And well, that or not have fans the entire time until we're at a certain point of vaccines, right? So we'll call it two. Right. So a two-year drop, that he ended up signing for a lower deal, and then it spikes back up, so they, they create more space and have him on a like only a $30 million a year deal versus a 35 deal. I mean, there's yeah. that possibility. Although so I, wonder if they'll, I wonder if there'll be some language switching in the contracts that allows that to that kind factor of stuff. in, yeah. right? It becomes a percent. I don't know how to do it. So the big stuff. Well, Domas's contract. No, never mind. Irrelevant. Anyway, um, the big quotes from Vic. The first, the first thing in the in the ESPN article is Vic saying, "I feel a whole lot better," which goes a long way. You know, I think that, like I just wrote about how the Pacers got healthy during this time, and I think him getting healthy is a big part of it. That's another reason the re-injury thing you said is, is clearly a part of it. And then he said, "I've just got to be smart." So I, yeah. I think he's just going to cut like he'll be in any what this week they have to report like tomorrow. So he'll just be seeing how his D responds to these practices and stuff. But he's got like a month to like, he, they, he has to inform the Pacers necessarily, but he could still be a part of like, they can push a decision on returning after that. Like he can be with the team and be on the inactive list. So we might not find out for a while, but I think they have time for him to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, they, I, if I had imagined this, this was just a precautionary kind of just, tempering expectations however you don't yeah you don't leak this for nothing you know what i mean yeah you and <laughs> it clearly was leaked obviously i mean right oh, i mean at that depot's direct words are in the article again you don't leak yeah. this for nothing <laughs> I, I, and and do you remember was it did he just talk to was direct 
Well, here did it come from some other conversation? Literally says Oladipo told ESPN. So, no well, because like this is the kind of thing I feel like if you're interviewing Vic for a podcast, like he would just kind of say this as like a cautionary thing that it'd be pulled out. But I don't think he was on what his podcast was he? Not, not that I know of yet. Maybe yeah, it'll come so, out. We'll see. So that, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like this is the kind of thing where you interview guys something for 45 minutes and this comes the one thing that you pull out of the podcast kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just him kind of just saying out loud what everybody's kind of thinking, I guess. Yeah. But I, I think if I'd, I, I'd still probably say it's a bit more likely than not that he does play. But I don't know. That's just a gut feeling in reading. Yeah. We, I, the thing is, we just don't, because we haven't had a press conference in – Ever, yeah. three months we just don't know the day day of where he's at like uh, you know he could be into something else i just we don't we have to f- figure that out but um do you have anything more on vic no i guess we'll have to see and we'll have to we'll, we'll circle back this more to talking expectations i'm sure all right so let's take one quick break and then we're going to turn around and talk about justin holiday who also might not play all right tony we got a new sponsor for the lockdown picture pockets today and that sponsor is magic spoon yeah, Magic Spoon is awesome. If you, like me, have been trying to cut down on carbs, I've been heavy on the, uh, the unwitches and things like that, uh, carbs or unhealthy food or whatever, you can't eat much anymore. Well, that is where Magic Spoon comes in, Adam, because it's super healthy. It's super healthy, zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only three net carbs in each serving. Comes in four different flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. I haven't tried this yet, but I imagine I would be a big fan of the blueberry. I'm a big fan of blueberry type cereal. Um, it tastes amazing, honest to be. It's good, true. It's keto friendly, gluten free, grain free, soy free, low carb, and GMO free. And right now, if you go to magicspoon.com/mba to grab a variety pack and try it today, and be sure to use our promo code MBA at checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident that you'll like their product. It's back with 100% happiness guaranteed. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No question asked. That's magicspoon.com slash MBA and use the code MBA for free shipping. All right, Tony, I'm going to let you take the lead on the Justin Holiday stuff since I know <laughs> Good. Uh, you had a, a stronger opinion about it when we were talking earlier. Opinion might be the wrong word. But anyway, well, we got – luck might be the wrong word, but like – he, I thought he was the most likely player to not participate, which is why I mentioned him last week. And what are the odds that I actually was right about that? But, you know, just given the young kid, the con- with Vic, like I just said, his contract is next year. With, with Holiday, it's now. And what you said when we were talking about him last week was, like, he does have a lot of money to potentially lose if he's just a disaster and his stats go down and he doesn't look as effective in the playoffs, things like that. He has a lot of money to lose possibly here. And, you know – he, he was just in the March, uh, the Pacers ran the Sunday prior to this one. So, you know, he checks all the boxes between, you know, COVID risk, contract risk, still fighting social justice reasons to not go. And that makes sense. And so now we have legit reporting beyond me just musing on a show from J. Michael, the Indianapolis star, J. Michael saying he was uh, the only potential holdout for the Pacers when play resumes in Orlando, according to a source. So, yeah, that's uh, pretty interesting. But it, again, like we said last week, it does make a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I would dare to say he has the most to lose of any pacer. And the reason oh, I yeah. won't say Vic does is because Vic already is rich. Yep. Like, like, uh, like obscenely uh, wealthy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Vic, right, right, right. He's right. Made 20 million a year next year, no matter what, anyway. Yeah, Vic has made, has made $84 million. No matter what happens to Vic, he's going to have a lot of money in his life, as long as he's, you know, go with yeah. it. Holiday has never hit the big, big contract. And he's looking at a deal that could, we could be talking about $20 plus million, right? His next contract. Fair to say, depending on where the cap falls. How much? Twenty, at least twenty million dollars in next contract. Total, total, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not yes. Not career. Yes. But that we're talking like, whoa. No, I mean a total. Deal, <laughs> no, yeah, but that's total. Yeah, twenty to thirty million. Yes, I agree. That's a lot different than what he, I mean. It is that's kind of. I mean, he's made what four this year, five this year, something like that. I mean, it's 
Right. Four, That's a difference. 4.8 or something. Yeah. Yeah, he made 4.8 this year. I'm well, gonna... his career earnings aren't that big. You keep talking, we're going to look it up, but yeah. I've got his career earnings. That's what I was going to do real fast. Well, what is it? <laughs> um, want... it's got, I'm going to guess 18 million? Oh, you're close. 16 and a half. Nice. Okay. So he has a chance to basically double his career earnings next time. Yes. Right. And again, just had another kid. <laughs> yeah. How many kids do we have now? Two or just three? Two. Just two. Well, yeah, yeah. KP talked about that when he was talking about their COVID response at first. You know, he was like, yeah, we're checking in with Justin Holiday all the time because he just had another kid. So that's, yeah, uh, so, that's the only reason I know that, but still. Yeah. So, I mean, that, and that's what I mean by he has the most to lose because he, if he gets hurt and something happens to him, he's never seeing that money where if he doesn't play, he's probably going to see that money. The question is, the question is, is, if he comes, does he add enough to this team? Can this team make a deep playoff run? And is there some guarantee? Does the team go to him and say, you come play, you play this well, you know, we'll, we're going to offer you three for 30 next year or whatever the, the full mid-level is. <laughs> a little under-the-table negotiation action. Well, you can – I mean, can you – I guess can you do that? Kind of, you can, right? He's your own player. You can talk if about – your own player. I guess that's true. There's no, like – That's actually know. a good point. It's your own player. It's less tampery. It's not really yeah. tampering. You just, you just say, hey, listen, we, we, if you come, we understand there's a contract for your way next year. Maybe worst case, even if you get hurt, we'll offer you one for 10 or whatever. Yeah, we'll offer the most we can for a year or something like that. That's a good point. Um, yeah, I don't want to speak on anyone who – for any potentially illegal stuff. I'm not sure if that is reason. But, yes, that could be something discussed. Not sure illegal. It's just league rules. Man. That's not <laughs> – let's remember. Just never tweet a league rule and what's illegal. <laughs> like, they're two separate things. We got that, that's my biggest pet peeve about the NCAA stuff. People act like, like so illegal. It's not illegal for a player to actually take money. To just, it's just against the NCAA rules. It's not actually illegal for them to like get a donation from a booster. Right, right, right. That's not, All right. That's not illegal. Yeah. Well, I think it, it's the dumb part about the NCAA is like if the Pacers do this and they get caught, they're like, well, investigate ourselves. So that's what the NCAA does. And I'm like, what? Anyway. Yes, um, but yeah, that's a good point. They could do something like that. And that would help them quite a bit because I think, you know, at regular season wise, we've seen the importance of Justin Holiday the bench right like they're so much better with justin with the bench unit both because he's just a cannon from deep and he's been awesome defending wings even sometimes defending like the ibaka type sometimes stretching on the perimeter like that versatility combined with that shooting is so hard to find and it's so important in the modern nba i think it would make mcdermott harder to use because he'd get harder matchups too so like it really hurts the bench if he doesn't go it really hurts the defense See, he's super important. I think they would really like him to be there. But, again, he has all the reason not to do so. So they have to try their best to entice him if they can. Yeah, I mean, he's the difference between winning a first-round player series in a close, in a close series. Definitely. difference. Definitely. I mean, he, he could swing a game in their favor with a, just a hot three-point game. I mean, he, he's oh, yeah, yeah, played he, a game five on – well, I guess I'm on the road, but a game five of a series when you're tied 2 Well, their bench has been – I mean, this is random and tangential, but, like, Remember how terrible their bench was at the beginning of the season, and now I'm about to say, like, their bench could literally be the reason they win a series. But. Their bench is, a, is one of the top, I don't know. I'm, well, I don't better know. lineups in the NBA, right? right? Isn't it like like benches become league? less important in the playoffs, but if, if the second unit is still blitzing teams by 5 to 10 points per 100 possessions, then, yes, their bench is still good enough, even in the postseason, because those numbers go down in the postseason for every team, but going down from elite to good is still good. So having those lineups and being able to use Justin Holiday if you need him is still very important. Yeah, do the Pacers uh, hold on? Do the Pacers have what a top the top mission league top three bench? I mean, add in some, I guess top you have, five, add the I believe. Let me go check. You have to add some bonus in, I guess, to that kind of bench unit. But they—that's yeah. what I mean. And that's what would you call a bench? How many starters are out of the game? At least, at least three, right? At least three. Okay, let me find. Right. It. I mean, most teams go eight or nine deep, so I bench is probably five, three, three bench guys yeah. on a roster. That's yeah. Five. Okay. And unless so you're the right, the Rockets what? go seven deep. I don't remember what they did. 
The Rockets, yeah, they even have that many players in their roster. Yeah. Okay, so the Pacers. Why can't I find the Pacers on this list? I'm failing. I'm flailing and failing all. Well, what I will say is, you look, look at look at the matchups they will draw in the first round. Um, there's, it's either Miami. Okay. Or, well, Miami, Philadelphia, or Boston, right? Those are the three. Yep. And those, yep. Boston or uh, Philly has a weakish bench, right? Remember it. Miami's got a pretty decent one. Um, and so they're going and then um, Boston has a pretty decent one too. So they're gonna need the need a straw bet you to be able to win some of these series. Yeah. Or help push away so, because. Like, with zero starters on the floor, the Pacers had the third best rating this year. With one starter, they have the 12th best. With two, they have the 15th best, so average. With three starters, they have the 14th best, above average. With four starters, they have the 16th best. And with all five, they have 15th. So they're still average or better with every level, which is pretty crazy because most teams get a lot worse with their bench. Yeah, and the thing I will say is, is they have, with Holiday, they have nine players they can play in a crunch time. Yep. Maybe 10 if you want to add Aaron Holiday, but I don't know about Adam yet. I would not play Aaron Holiday. Right, right. so the nine are the starting five. Well, no, right, they only have eight then. Because no, nine. starting five, Holiday, Justin, TJ McConnell, and Doug McDermott. Okay, yeah. Right? You're adding Aaron Holiday with that? Uh, no, maybe. no, I'm not. So then they only have eight, right? McDermott. Right. Eight is my number. I would not put Aaron Holiday in that group. Yeah, so they have eight, but you need you really need eight guys in the playoffs, right? I agree. Seven or – I mean, teams have tried seven, but you see they – have to tax their starters more and the Pacers don't have that luxury because they've got the Pacers players. flat out didn't play Doug McDermott in playoff games last year like having the improvement of holiday over him alone is helpful yeah well and you need eight guys because you don't the Pacers can't afford to play their stars as many minutes as other teams like the Rockets will play you know Jim Harden 38 minutes in the especially playoff. if Depot's playing right yeah exactly well Depot's not going to play more than I don't think 30 at the max in a playoff game and if Brogdon's had some injuries he probably shouldn't play more than 30 then you're looking at Sabonis probably going to play 36 uh, Warren well, now we, well, we can snowball this now, right? If Depot doesn't go, Justin Holiday becomes all the more important because he can play two guard. He can play yeah, if wing spot. Depot and Holiday don't go, they're not. I mean, we'll get to expectations in a minute. Yeah, we're gonna we'll do that. Work that one in. But yeah, Justin Holiday becomes all the more important because then you can start Aaron and still have a TJ McConnell, Justin Holiday, Doug McDermott second unit, and not just be totally lacking on the bench. Whereas if they both don't go, you're really counting on Edmund Sumner to be really good in these games. If he if he even goes, I mean, we don't know for sure. I mean, I mean, uh, the wording in J. Michael's article that was interesting was he said Justin Holiday is currently the only potential holdout for the Indiana Pacers. Now that currently proved to be, you know, Depot ruined that a few days later. But still, I mean, given his intel, it seems like most guys are considering playing. So that's good news. Yeah, I will say, if Justin doesn't show up. It is it is um, survivable. Like there is still a way they win a first two without him being there, but it's I think he's one of the five most important players on the team, but it is survivable. Yeah, but that's, I mean, he's the fifth. He, yes, now that they have Brogdon back. Brogdon, so let's see. Wait, hold on. Who are you leaving out? Hold on. Hold on. Domas so, one. Domas one. For sure. Bro- Brogdon, Warren. TJ Warren, TJ Warren two. Okay. Brogdon. Brogdon three. Oladipo. Yeah, I guess, given how it's – okay, yeah. No, I'd say Justin Holiday six then because I'd have. Turned. Okay, I didn't know you were leaving Miles off or not. No, I was thinking about leaving Depot off because he. Well, they, the problem well. is if Lamb hadn't gotten hurt, I think you could make that case. Fair, fair, you're right. But I think Lamb being hurt really screws. So them. can I go on a random tangent about Brogdon because I just wrote about this and I thought it was super interesting? You want to do it now or in the expectations segment? No, it has nothing to do with expectations. Okay, then go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, we're talking about the guard rotation. The Pacers tweeted out the video of Brogdon saying he's 100 percent on April 25th. So the, he totally would have missed the rest of the season, wouldn't he? Like, the three-month suspension really is the only reason he's going to play again this year. No, playoffs would have started at the 15th. He would have 
Probably so 10 play. days? I mean, well, he said 100%. You don't think he, he might have played, played like the last three games. You don't though. think he would have played the playoff series at 85%? I don't know. I, well, I don't know when he got to 100%. It's hard to say. He might have missed the whole rest of the regular season. Oh, yeah, but that was obvious. I thought we knew that already. Crazy. I thought we knew that. Did we not assume well, that? No, I don't, I don't remember the timeline. It was week to week. But I, I imagine he would have played at 85% in the playoffs in the first round. Yeah, that's fair. But anyway, I just wanted to. I thought that no, I mean, this this period is weird and could benefit the Pacers in a lot of ways, or it could go the opposite way. I think it's, almost every team could say that right now. I mean, look at the absolutely 76ers with Ben Simmons. I mean, he was yep. not going to play, I don't think, in the playoffs. Now he's going to have a shot, I think. Right. So, so can, we'll have to see with Justin Holiday, though. I, I think that if Vic is out, he becomes all the more important. But, again, both guys have all the reason to say, you know what, I don't really want to go. And then our replacement player conversation from last week becomes infinitesimally more important. Yes. So because the, then all of a sudden you're looking at guys who are actually going to play. Yeah. So we, we've been beating around it. Um, let's take one more break and then we'll talk about expectations for the Orlando bubble. Today's Locked On Patriot podcast is also brought to you by Blinkist, a, a lovely reoccurring sponsor of this show. Blinkist is one of the most useful apps on your phone, one of the ultimate life hacks, a secret weapon to learning new things and getting ahead. Blinkist is really unique. It works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need to know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down in just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Blinkist is great for any kind of, you know, from things like the Sports Gene, a book that I have recently read that can kind of break down that entire sports science thing, which is certainly a complex book that took me a while to get through. I wish I'd use Blinkist during this time to read, it, to read that thing because it took me, I think, a month and a half to get through. And right now, if you use Blinkist with our special offer, the promo code MBA, you can try it for free for seven days and save 25% on your new description. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash MBA to start your free seven-day trial and also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash MBA. Should I start with my expectation or you start with yours? Adam, you are way better at reading ads than me, man. No, no, no. You're way better than me. I, <laughs> I, uh, I really, I really just, uh. I feel like I trip over my words a lot. You I do it. too, Tony. I think I, I <laughs> listen, listen, it, it always sounds better from afar. I listen to you read them sure. too sometimes. And I think, Oh, he's much better than me in it too. So don't, don't, don't worry. I ex- my expectations are that you continue to be better than me at reading ads going forward, but in the bubble. Yes. So should we lump this into full team? No depot, no holiday, no both. Just, just, just give me whatever you want, man. You just do start it off and we'll, we'll go from there. Okay. Uh, well, I think some of my expectations depend on who their first round opponent is, just because I rate their matchup with the Celtics so low. Um, okay. But it, if they play the Sixers or Heat, I think that you know their regular season games go fine. You know, we saw all season they'll probably go four and four, five and three in those games. Uh, even if they're in a slump, there's no way they're not going to win at least three, just because their schedule is not going to be like so hard. They're going to have some easy games in there. So you know, and it's only eight games. Like you. Unless they have a stretch like right after Vic returned, which I find very hard to believe because every team will be out of rhythm, right? So I have a, like nothing alarming will happen in those games. And then unless they get the Celtics, like they'll have a hard fought first round series. Like I don't really have an expectation that they win around necessarily. I think they'd probably not, not, I would probably not favor them against any of Boston, Miami, or Philly. So my expectations is a decent to good finish to the regular season and then a good first round against. Miami or Philly or a rough first round against Boston? Um, Is that too pessimistic? No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> I, I think – I keep – okay, so as this time has gone on – sorry, I'll let you go in a second. No, you're I fine. Feel like, I feel like people on Twitter are getting more optimistic the closer we get, which I know that's just how, like, fandom works, but I'm like, whoa. Yeah, I would I say I have a tempered expectation. Um, I wonder how the three months off – 
Because we kind of saw issues with when Vic returned with some of the chemistry already, right? When he was playing with those weird bench units and playing that weird six and six. Yeah, once he thing. started, that was that was stupid, man. Well, we talked about that. Like, we, I think we had spent two weeks, like, why is he not just starting and playing 20 minutes with the starters? Like, he does, the bench is fine. Just stop screwing with it, basically. Stupidest thing. Um, Sorry. Now, you, may, you, can make, you can make a case. I can make a case that the bench will be fine. I mean, they've got – when they play the five guys, they play their five pretty veteran guys, except for Aaron Holly, really. I mean, they're all five guys who have five, six-plus years experience, if not more in the league. Guys who will just, like – immediately come in and be able to produce at that level. Um, so then it comes down to the starters and can she be there. And I think it helps. They have a lot. They have kind of some more one-on-one players in the starting lineup if Vic is back, right? If Vic's there and Warren's there, it's going to be a lot of one-on-one action, which could go well, or they could both be so out of the slump that it screws them to, to the complete right. end. But I think the biggest thing I'm looking for is Sabonis' chemistry because he is going to be – I mean – he was their best player last year, or this season so far. He was, last year. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. This season, it's been three months. Whatever. He was their best player for 65 games. Definitely, definitely. Um, what? I mean, I know I saw some videos of him. He looked like he was still in shape, practicing, playing every day, whatever it is. I don't know where if he's in America, if he's in LA, if he's in Indianapolis, if he's in Lithuania. I don't know. I, I, Look, I see, think, but seeing him as the first option in the playoffs is going to be very interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. We learn a lot about this team because they're a lot outside of Depot and even Depot they have next year. They're locked into a lot of this core for a while. So it's going to be very interesting to see the playoffs. Yeah, and he's going to be so critical to them because he's going to be the, the like, he's the, he's the glue that keeps the team running. He's the, he's the, the pick and roll man, the, 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 uh, the handoff screen guy, the, the kind of has ability to push up the court a little bit at times. You read, you read Caitlin's article just really well about how the yeah, recent awesome. times. That was so cool. Right, 37 times he pushed up. Like he's, what a, he's what a niche cool article, man. That, like, Caitlin just writes sometimes, and I'm like, why am I even trying? Just, like, I, I really do wonder if Sabonis develops, and I don't think he did it this time, but if he develops a three-point shot, does he all of a sudden, like, this ceiling becomes just like... Every Instagram video he's shared for, like, two weeks has been him I know. threes. <laughs> no, but, I mean, I mean it, that's good because, I mean, I think we forget, too, he's, what, 24 now? So yeah, he he's ability to get better every year, right. realistically, right? Oh. Like, so, right. To, no, to me, it's going to come down to what, how he plays and how he fits with the guys, and... Sure. We'll see. I mean, I mean, to me, he's the most important piece, and he's the one that's going to have Probably. to, you know, if he is terrible, it's going to have ramifications across the board. And we he hasn't really been the Sabonis we saw this year in the playoffs yet, but he's not an opportunity. I mean, he was pretty good two years ago, but he wasn't this level that he was this season. And so we'll have to see. Let's see how much they decide to to go with. You know, I have to go with Turner on the bench at times because I think their best lineup is with Turner sitting out, out of time when you throw Holiday in. I might have TJ Warren as the most important playoff player. I don't know. I don't trust him enough. Like, I, I don't either moments, yet. I don't but, think he's going to be critical. So here's, here's a big thing that makes me way more, like, even though Depot makes me more confident in this year's Pacers in the postseason against any opponent, is that, like, last year, when they had Depot out, right, we saw it. Bojan was their only guy who could do a damn thing after dribbling the ball. And he wasn't even awesome at it. He was okay at it. Yeah. That was it. Darren Collison can't. Thad Young can't. Miles couldn't. I mean, he can, I guess, but not really well. Corey Joseph couldn't. McDermott couldn't. Reek was a mess. Wes Matthews couldn't hardly outside of like massive step backs. Like they didn't have it. And now they have McConnell who can Brogdon who kind of can Warren who definitely can, you know, they, they actually have like their sets aren't everything like their transition after stops isn't everything. And that I think is going to help them in the playoffs. But why I get to Warren specifically is he's their best self creator. And in the playoffs, a lot of times you get to these possessions and people are going to kill McMillan for no reason. But anyway, isolations just happen. They just happen in the playoffs. The game slows down. You don't want to turn over the ball. Like, there's just more isos. And Warren's the best at him. And if he can convert them at a pretty good rate, that'll keep them in games or keep them ahead in games that they, you know, are, are playing well in. And he's going to be really important because of that. 
I don't know if that, I think Sabonis probably could be more important just because he has more like a totality of things he's involved in. But I think that having a self-creator is something they just really haven't had at all in the past. Yeah. I mean, they had Debo two years ago and they almost won, right? We saw it, so. Yeah, I just, I guess the question too is Warren's going to have to be the most, probably the most important defensive player at times too. Probably. Right, I mean, they're, so I'm thinking right. Getting Brogdon back is huge for defense. Yeah, but so he's going to have to guard Tatum, Butler. Well, that's be fun. Um, <laughs> I know. I think it's. I think I was kind of sad they're not in the same hotel. Would he be guarding Ben Simmons? You think, or would he be guarding? Uh, let's see. Would yeah, he guarding, probably. Like, Tobias, maybe. I would probably put him on Tobias Harris. Yeah. Right. You probably put Brogdon on on on. Because Simmons doesn't go side to side that much. No, he goes. So you could get Brogdon, get away with Brogdon. Well, Brogdon's got the big enough body to kind of. Right. That's where Brogdon struggles is like the quick, like Ben Simmons is really fast, but like. No, but he doesn't let guys plow through him. Like Simmons is kind of like, where like, where like Brogdon's kind of like a rock defender versus like um, Warren's more of like a, I would call kind of a fatty zone type defender where he's kind of side to side and being coming off past. So back to expectations. Here's a question for you. Yeah. I'm not going to give you any opponent, but I'm going to say this. If I gave you an over-under of two and a half playoff wins just right now, what would you take? Over two and a half playoff wins? I would take the over right now. Over on two and a half playoff wins? I okay. think if they get in a playoff, it's going to go seven because of no home court ability, and I think it's just going to be a lot, of, a lot of trade-off of games. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's, it's gonna, we don't understand that, that dynamic yet of how that's going to just completely right. like, screw Matter. with things. Because like, it's like, right, like the 4-5 game, right? You would almost expect, without doubt, the 4 wins game, one of game one and game two, right? Like maybe wins both and then you go back and they win, you know, but like it might just be a lot of trading off and there's going to be a lot more ability, I think, to make some um, adjustments and a game to game is going to be much more important because there's not going to be any momentum swings from the crowd or the home games, right? It's going to be, right. okay, they see it this time. How do you adjust? Patrick Beverly yelling in the stands. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the players are still that way. I mean, if you Jimmy look at Butler like, coming to get in T.J. Warren's head. Look at the Pacers series years ago. It was a lot of back and forth adjustments, right? It was Vic yeah. came in and killed in game one and then LeBron came back and figured out a game two and they came back and they did in game three, but then they survived game four and back and forth and back and forth and, and, and so on. But it's going to be even more important because you're going to see this thing seven times in a basically like I would call it almost a naked environment where like, are there going to be strategies to kind of like when, because the, the lack of crowd noise that you kind okay, of. Uh, that goes, sorry, back to my self creation thing. That allows them to do more adjustments, right? Like last year they had no answers. Like, oh, no McDermott doesn't help. Add Aaron Holiday in, doesn't help. No, they going away from the basket more, doesn't help. No, they definitely have. I mean, the team is designed to play a bunch of different ways, right? In the playoffs even, though. Yeah, no, in the playoffs. They can go, like, super stretch out small, put Spanos on the bench, and bring in Justin Holiday and do, like, we're going to have five guys shooting threes, and we're just going to, you know, use our speed and on offense and to destroy you and we'll have Turner picking the rim. Or you go, we can go really big and, you know, we can go, you know, get with the with the Sixers, for example. We can – they probably won't play the Sixers, but if they somehow did, we can go big body to big body with you guys and try to beat you that way. Or with the, you know, we can throw a ton of bodies at like Jimmy Butler and try to stop him and let anybody else beat us. I mean, they they do have some, they have some variability they can do because they just have so many different. I mean, besides the like, forwards, they pretty much can play like three yards at a time, two centers at a time. It doesn't really matter. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I think that will help them a lot. Wow. Okay. So two and a half is is I think I'd put like half and half odds on over the over under of two and a half. I don't know if that like the actual betting terms for that, but like. That's close to the number where I, I think they can get to six or seven. The question is, can they win that seventh game? If they get there? Yeah, we also don't know. I mean, we have to remember, we have about the Pages guys not showing up. If some Pages guys don't show up, I'm certain other teams players won't show up some of them. Definitely. Definitely. Like, is Bam going to show up? Maybe. That's what makes expectations hard right now. Right. 
Bam in a contract here too, or if he can get well, the- Bam, well, Bam's got the insurance debate going on at the league, but if they get that insurance policy, he'll for sure show up. Yeah. Well, I mean, right, because Bam and Mitchell are due for like their rookie Supermaxes, right? right? Yep. Probably the two. But Bam and all star this year or no? Tatum. Tatum, too. Bam, yes, he was. was okay. Yep. I mean, right, really Bam maybe was really good, man. Yeah, no, I mean, he'll probably get the, the mask that they'll probably – it doesn't kick in until after next summer anyways, and then they yeah. can uh, – they it's probably tradable, to be honest. It's a nice yeah. tradable asset. So, for yeah, what – like, of course, my expectations totally change if in the next week, yeah, we find out, oh, Jalen Brown and Jimmy Butler and someone else on the Sixers isn't coming. It's like, okay, yeah, the over-under is now three and a half, but, you know, we don't know. That. No, but I, I think there's more – there's players like Justin Holly's level that don't show up on every team. Now, then, if both, if both Depot and Justin Holiday don't go, I'm setting that over no, under one. No, but what I mean is just just not on the show up. Everybody else does. And there's players across each of these teams, top eight guys who don't show one, And then it makes kind of right. an, out, an even out loss across the board. Right. Depot not showing up. Now we're, now we're talking, uh, do they even win a playoff game? I think they do. I still think they do. Yeah, they don't win a playoff game. You know, you do get hot for a game. They didn't last year. Yeah, but last year that team, that team was so decimated from injuries. That team needed Tyreek Evans to create baskets so bad, and he just couldn't do it. Right, they lost. Was Tyreek Evans, I thought he, he ended up playing in the playoffs, or I guess it's been adapted. He actually played well in the playoffs. Yeah, does your, does your memory serve you? This is one God, of the, the biggest pieces of Pacers trivium ever is that Tyreek Evans was good in the playoffs last year. Tony, I'm going to be honest. That playoff series last year, I completely just buried in my brain and blocked out. I can <laughs> tell you every part of the 2007-18 Cavs series. Could not tell you a single part of the Boston series last year. I just – Buried that thing and threw it away in my mind. Tyreek Evans averaged 15 points a game on 44-55 shooting spots. Yeah. Tyreek Evans was good at the playoffs last year. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we've just talked about the point of this podcast, so that means what else, what else you got? What else you got before we wrap? Well, I just – again, it depends on their opponent, but I don't know. I just – I think that they'll do well and not quite well enough to get over any humps. I, I would agree with you. I, I really think it, we just got to see who shows up and how they, these guys look the first four or five games. But I wouldn't have high expectations. And I, but I think there could be across-the-board issues, and then it's just going to be kind of like a roll of the dice. When you've got yeah. teams that are, every team's going to have issues that are going to be chemistry problems, this or that, and then it's just like who got lucky. I mean, I mean for the sake of the NBA, I hope that one of the Lakers, Clippers, or Bucks wins so there's not this like weird playoff winner. But I do think this could be a really, really wonky playoffs. Where like, like, if they, if the league is even able to finish it, because COVID spiking. Yeah, I mean, we could have this thing stop in the mid first round because of a bunch of cases. I mean, like the worst case scenario is there was like the Rockets somehow get hot and win, and like, no, I think it's legit. If any team sixty percent win percentage or better wins the title. So what are the what's the what's the Rockets win percentage right now? Way over sixty, like sixty six or sixty seven. If the Rock, I think the Rockets are the third most likely team to win the championship. Who, what, who do you, yep. wait, you Lakers, think Bucks, one, two, Rockets, three, tied with Clippers, I guess. I don't know. About that. Rockets is a bad example. They're legit. Okay. Wait, like the on. second best offensive player in the NBA. How many wins are the Rockets on pace to win? Let me, let me do this. Like math. 53, 54. When's the last time a team that won that many games won the whole thing? Last year. Who won last? Okay. The, <laughs> the Raptors. <laughs> no, but what, what's also a non-top three seed one? They're close they're, to a top three seed. Come on. They're like a game back of three. They're, or they're four games. Two and a half games better. I'm looking at the wrong. Yeah, right there. Yeah, but when, when's the last time? I mean, when's the last time a three seed even won? I guess the Heat probably were a three seed one at this time. <laughs> I think the Rockets are good. I think you're just sleeping on the Rockets. Now, like the Thunder are different. Like the Thunder have won 62 and a half percent of their games. If they don't tell you, go, eh. No, but you can't. You Hold on. You can't do this now. Now, now, now you're and just. They can. Harden and Russell Westbrook are clearly better than the Thunder and the Jazz and the Nuggets. 
but they're not Clearly. my record. They're not my record. They won the same amount of games. I understand that. Okay, well, then the, the, the Pacers are clearly better than the Sixers, right? They're not. They have the same amount of wins. They, clearly, though, the record. The record. I, to be honest, to me, to me, <laughs> if one of those three teams, and you can maybe, I think, from the Raptors, doesn't win the thing, it's not that it's illegitimate, but it becomes a little bit like other issues. Like, without some major thing happening, right? Like, there's a way some team win because of a crazy injury, stuff like that. Like, if, you know, somebody in the bus got hurt, the Raptors got in, boom, I could see that. Like, the last year's Raptors win doesn't surprise us because Kawhi was the best player. But, like, if one of these best – James players, Harden could be the best player easily. I, but, I mean, maybe. <laughs> maybe. He's been <laughs> bad in the playoffs his whole career. But, that, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because I think he's really good. Yeah. I mean, it would be good for him if he won a title because it would finally – like, he could – he'd probably go down to one of the top 25 players at that point. Absolutely. He's been, An he's MVP top, and a title gets you up well, there. And he's been a top champion candidate like four or five years in a row. I mean, he's yeah. been an incredible – James Harden's player. damn good, man. Oh yeah, I don't get me wrong. He is damn good. I just, I just mean if that Russell Westbrook Harden thing somehow won, it would be very, it would be considered wonky. I mean, it would. Now the flip side, I, I, I think they're very likely to do well in the playoffs. I also think there's a chance that Nikola Jokic just comes out and kicks him in the teeth in the round yeah. the first round. <laughs> that would be. I could see. I mean, but the Rockets, there's, there's so much variable. They, they could show up like what three years ago they showed up and they were like almost the best team in the league. Like if Chris Paul isn't, you know, ruptures. I mean, they're, they're one 28 game or 28 three point stretch away from the finals. Well, if, if Chris Paul didn't hurt his leg in that game five, they definitely win that series in six. Yeah. They go home and win or seven, I guess. They probably go losing the road, but whatever. Um, but they also defer from the Pacers. But they also could. What did they last year? What did they no? It was the first round last year or two years ago. Lost, I don't remember. And then what was the year they lost the Spurs? They, they I can see so many things happening. Let's put it that that way. one was bad. That it, was the bad one. That was sixteen terrible. seventeen, I believe. Yeah. So, anyways, yes, we have def- straight away from the Pacers. What but else I have there? I have given my expectations of two or three playoff wins, but I will give them a chance to win a series. I think they've got a shot against the Red Bulls. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I, I think. I just would have temper expectations for quality basketball to start across the board. Absolutely. Some very Absolutely. clunky games, but it's been good to watch basketball because I've, I've reached the point where like sports podcasts have stopped interesting me as much. It's bad to say because I host sports podcasts, but like, Oh, now I'm back into sports podcasts. Well, no, there's, I mean, they are but like, I'm like, I need some fresh news. Some fresh news. Right now, I was like, Oh, finally, like interesting sports topics. Yeah. I don't know. That's funny. What does that say about us as hosts? I know, I know. I said, we host a sports podcast. It's not a great. I, Come other on, Adam. sports podcasts aren't interesting. Wow, um, way to go, man. Anyways, uh, <laughs> you can always uh, follow the Locked On Pacers uh, at Locked On Pacers on Twitter. Uh, you can follow Tony at TSMBA, me at Free Madam Fives. Always been bringing you show three days a week during this weird offseason that we're calling it. Um, but we'll, we'll switch back to five days a week at some point. I don't know when, but at some point. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Tony's got somebody scheduled for Wednesday. I'll do another what if for Friday. I look forward to those podcasts. Um, we've got some in the past too. You can check out on our, on where we get, get this podcast done, whether it's Spotify, Apple, or wherever. That's all for Lockdown Pacers podcast. And we'll see you guys later in the week.